Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Hey, Mark. Got, how you doing, guys? Good, hey, buddy. How are you, man? I'm great. Uh, for me, it's, uh, it, it hasn't been as challenging as it has probably for most people because uh, I've been spending a lot of time at home the last couple of years and researching and putting things together. So for me, I've been uh, researching, doing a little writing, putting some proposals together for a couple of shows and keeping myself busy and you know, some things like that, and, and it hasn't been that bad. Out here in Arizona, the weather's been good, so you can go outside and at least sit in your backyard and do some things and what, keep yourself occupied. What, are, what does Mark May think when he turns on the television and sees what's going on in New York and uh, Washington? Hell, even here in Arkansas, uh, the, the, the distancing, the uh, constant reminder to wash your hands. Uh, what, and it's so far removed from you guys right now. But what what do you think? Well, I think when you sit back and look at it, it, it's it's something where you have to reach down deep inside yourself, and you have to keep on believing that we're Americans. We have faced adversity throughout, basically since the country was built and founded, and we've always find a way to succeed and overcome that and become better Americans in a better country. I think this is just another challenge for our country, and we're going to find a way to be a better country and better Americans, and we're going to come through this. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week or next month, but we will find a way to overcome this because we're Americans. Mark, I, I agree with you. I, uh, these guys are probably tired of hearing me say this, but I've often said it seems like every 20 years America has to go through a crisis to draw us together. In the 20s, uh, you had the Depression, 40s, World War II, uh, 60s, you had uh, JFK shot, assassination of uh, Martin Luther King. Uh, uh, in 1980, you had Reagan shot. You had uh, Three Mile Island. Then, uh, the, of course, uh, 2000, uh, uh, 9-11. And we all, got, got, we were drawn together. We were drawn together as one. And it's sad that that has to occur, but it, it seems like that happens. Yeah, it does. And I think it's a reminder that we should be nice to each other as human beings. And that's the bottom line. And I'll give you an example. I was at the Sprouts the other day and picking up some food at Sprouts, and there's a little old lady, and she was older than me because I'm old, and she was just so giddy that she found a bag of potatoes coming out of the grocery store. She said, there was only three left, and I got one. So I walked back in the Sprouts, and there was one left. I grabbed it, gave it to her, went back to the counter, and paid for it, and it was just a feeling of, of paying it forward. It was just a feeling that if you do something good for somebody else, maybe they'll do something better for somebody else. Well, uh, and she was just so giddy and happy about that, and it wasn't that much. It wasn't that big of a thing. It was just the act of doing something for someone else that you could could have done for yourself, but you did it for someone else. Why, why, why is it about Americans when it's like this? We act this way, but at other times, I mean, the Republicans and the Democrats getting along now. Uh, Cuomo and Trump getting along, in my mind, is a miracle. Uh, yeah. But uh, when he, He's a, on television more than Trump. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's doing a good job, and I'm not a big fan. Uh, I, I agree with you. And the thing is about the state of New York, I'm from the state of New York, and I go back there quite often. I was born and raised in upstate New York, and they've been hit the hardest. They've been devastated by this, and it's early. This is an early process, and we're just getting into the tip of the iceberg on this. And I think we have to realize this is going to get worse before it gets better, but it will get better. You know, uh, we're visiting with Mark May on the Hodges Glass Little Rock Glass Hotline. Uh, of course, Mark, you know, Mark's this way all the time. And Mark's such a giver, and uh, that's, yeah. that's been your reputation. And, and it is it is true after we've been around you all these years. I did want to let remind everybody, the last time we talked to you, Mark, which I guess was at the end of, uh, I guess it was around the Super Bowl time, I guess, you told us you were getting ready to go to another country to do stem cell 
uh, not research, but you were going to have stem cells injected into your body. I saw some of your posts. Refresh us on what you were doing and sort of the process and how that turned out. Well, the first time that I went down was in January, and unfortunately I got off some of the meds that I was taking, and I had a really bad bout with gout, believe Uh-oh. it or not, that I've never had in my life before. Uh-oh. The uric acid welled up. It was in my knees. Uh-oh. It was in my elbows. It was in my feet. I couldn't walk. They had to put me in a wheelchair to get me back to the States. Now, where, so now, where, 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 where is it at? Where did you go again, Mark? Where was it? I was in Medellin, Medellin Colombia. Colombia. Okay. Oh, wow. And Medellin, the, the company's BioAccelerator. If you want to look up online, it's B-I-O-X Accelerator. And then they finally got me healthy back here, so I went down and finally got my stem cell treatment. So what they did is they injected my knees. They wanted to take certain areas the first trip down. I'm going to have to go back. They injected my knees. They injected my hips. They injected my shoulders. They injected my neck. And they injected certain parts of my back on this trip. And I mean to tell you, I'm not wearing a brace on my right knee, which I've had operated on seven times. One was a major surgery, an ACL replacement with my MCL staple back down, which replaced my patella tendon with two titanium screws. I've always worn a brace on it or a sleeve, at least walking around or working out. Haven't, haven't, and it's been a couple of weeks now, haven't worn anything on my knee. Yeah. My shoulders are better. My back is better in certain areas. My lower back they couldn't get to because they couldn't get a, a, a needle up the spinal canal to get to a certain area because they said it was too dangerous, but they wanted me to come back and have some, some work done on my lower back and then go back and get that treated. But I'm telling you what, I can lift my arms above my shoulders without any pain. My doesn't bother me when I work out, which I'm like, man, this has only been a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm like, I've got no pain in my hip, no pain in my knees, and I'm like, this is incredible. And they said that it's only going to get better over the next three or four months once the stem cells really take root and prosper. But automatically right off the bat, what happened is when I go down there, they put an IV, and they put vitamins in your arm. Then they put stem cells throughout your system through an IV. Then after that, after about three days of treatment of that, then they go into the areas, and they inject you in the areas. And the thing was, it wasn't that painful. They put me in under anesthesia. I was kind of halfway out and halfway in. It wasn't painful at all. They had a wheelchair for me to take me back to the facility with the hotel. I got up and walked off the table and walked back across the mall to my hotel when I was done with the, with the treatment which they thought was great. It was just one of those things where it wasn't that painful at all because they had to inject each joint like that with a long needle. Wow. And I was like, man, this stuff is incredible. Okay. And it's not like I'm going to go out and run a marathon or anything, but right. as far as it's been a couple of weeks now, I feel much better and my attitude is much better. Just overall health that when I get up and walk around, I'm not in pain all the time. And you know, I'm, I'm really positive about this, and I think it's something that's only going to get better. And the reason why I went to Medellin to get it done is because they can do more things there. And when I was going to get it done, I want to get it done with a high test and get it done with the best and say, you know, if I'm going to do it, this is the way I'm going to do it full throttle. And so far for me, and, you know, there's been a couple of people that I've been in touch with down there that also had it, and everybody else is feeling good and feeling better. And, you know, I don't know if it's kept me away from, from the, the COVID-19 virus, but I feel great. I don't feel like I haven't had the sniffles or a cold, and they just said that, you know, you're going to be healthy overall. Just keep eating healthy, keep doing the healthy things that, that we've had you on before you even got here that they put me through a month of just eating vitamins, eating right, taking a bunch of vitamins every day, keep on the program, and I've been doing that. And so far, so good, guys. I feel great, and I've recommended it highly to anybody that's interested in it. Very good. Very nice, Mark. Yeah. Have you been keeping up? I guess we need to ask you, were you surprised at the Brady move? That's obviously the biggest offseason move so far. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised, but I kind of knew he was going to leave because he wanted to prove something that he was going to be able to do it without Bill Belichick. And I, I think when you look over the years, he sacrificed enough monetarily because he was able to do it because his wife made a lot more than he did. But the bottom line is, as an athlete, Baz, you know, I'm going out there, I'm busting my tail, I'm one of the best yep. in the, in the yep. country, and yep. I'm the best in the pound. Why don't you compensate me that yep. way? Yeah, that's what Baz has been saying. That way. Yeah. But it's not going to be easy for time. He's going from one of the worst divisions every year that they had a layup to win the division. Yeah. 
Now he's going to one of the toughest. And you look at their schedule. They've got out of conference Green Bay, Kansas City, Minnesota, Chicago, yeah. the Chargers, <laughs> the Raiders. That's non-conference. <laughs> and then in conference, he's got to face Teddy Bridgewater in yeah. Carolina. You, you look at it, and Atlanta's not a layup. And, and New Orleans with Drew Brees, that's wow. twice a year. So, you know, you're looking at this team, everybody's like, oh, they're going to the Super Bowl. I'll, I think they're going to be lucky if they make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I had a question on the ESPN yesterday. Who would get to the Super Bowl first, first Brady, Belichick, or neither? And uh, neither, neither. I, th- I, th- I think that's an easy one. That's got to be neither. <laughs> hey, do you think, Mark? Do you think that the the Patriots aren't really looking for anybody to uh, uh, do them any favors and tanking for Trevor? I don't think they're looking for anybody. I think Carolina might be one of those teams tanking for Trevor. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they signed Teddy Bridgewater, they're making it look good, but they're getting rid of a lot of their quality players. Yeah. And one of those things, it's tough to tank it in the NFL. And everybody's like, well, we're tanking for Tua, we're tanking yeah, for this. Yeah, yeah. Well, look what Miami did last year under Brian Flores. They didn't tank. They went out and won football games. And as an athlete, you're looking at your teammates in the locker room, and you're fighting for your teammates to win and to keep your job. You don't tank. Yeah. Because yeah. if you go out there and tank, you're not going to have a job. Yeah, I can't. I can't see that anyway. I mean, all the athletes that are there, how can you even consider doing that? You know, on any endeavor, yeah. I don't see the owners wanting anything like that to happen. And and you athletes surely wouldn't want to just let somebody ole and go right by you or anything like that to get somebody hurt. And I mean, Miami won. Uh, uh, in spite of themselves, if, if there was any tanking going on, yeah. they just they just found a way to win. Yeah. Yeah, and how about the last game against New England? They went out and kicked New England's butt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Model a model where New England had to have it to have the home field advantage for at least games at home. They went out and they kicked their butt. What do you think is going to happen with college football? Guys, I'm I'm really scared about this. I keep trying to put two and two together. I keep looking at the calendar. I keep looking at, like, off-season workouts, freshmen coming in. You're looking at football games. Everything's delayed. Everything's pushed back. And I'm looking at this. They just canceled the Olympics today, basically. Yeah, right. And you're looking at the schedule down the road. Now, the NFL, I played in two strikers, the NFL. The NFL can move the season back and have a condensed schedule of eight or ten games and still play a Super Bowl. College football, I don't know if they can do that. I don't know if they can condense their schedule to six or eight games and still go on and play for a national championship. I don't know how far they can push the season back because of recruiting. I know you've got early recruiting, but you've got late recruiting. You still have spring ball and spring training, and you've got off-season workout and conditioning. I don't know how far college football can push this back, and I don't know how far we can push this back because guess what? If guys are practicing together, and it's not just the guys practicing together, it's the trainers getting together, the equipment manager getting together. You've got to get players in from across the country. They've got to travel to get in. All these things have to come together to get guys just in the training camp, and you've got to have guys healthy, and you're probably going to have to build up your training and medical staff to keep people healthy from this virus. Yeah, oh, I'm know, not doom uh, and gloom, but yeah. I keep looking at this, and I'm saying, when can we possibly even start to get guys even work out but the they, same they, they, they say it's uh, supposed to peak in six to eight weeks. Sam Pittman is a first-year coach. Does he not have it tougher than anyone? Oh, Absolutely trying to get your coaching staff together and coach together as a coaching staff, this is going to be a huge spring for them to get together and do this, familiarize yourself for the players on the football field. Any first-year coach coming in like that, like Sam is, against the wall, and the people in Arkansas, be patient, because he's against the wall more than anybody else. He's in the SEC West 1. He, he's got, he inherited a bad football team, too. He's put in this position three, never been a head coach four. You're going to have to be patient in this situation and keep your fingers crossed and just hope we have a college football season here and they get the opportunity to go out and show that they can coach this football Hey, team. wait, 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 wait a minute. You're saying Arkansas was a bad football team last year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, uh, let me see. <laughs> yeah, he's if not affected. If Arkansas yeah. was in the NFL, they'd be one of the top teams drafted. Think about this, guys. In the, if I'm not mistaken, in the last three years, we've won one, right? One conference game in three years. Yeah. Right. None yeah. the last two right. years and right. one that right. won. Right. And we had to come back from 25 down, 25 nothing, yeah. and then Ole Miss to get that one. Oh. It, has been, it has been the worst in the history of the pro. I did a t- t- talk show in Huntsville, Alabama, and I was like, do you, you guys realize what Arkansas fans have been through <laughs> the last seven, eight, ten years? The drama and the losing—it's just been brutal, man. It's been crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough road to hold. And just remember, just remember, Razorback fans—you got to crawl before you can walk. You got to walk before you can run. That's kind don't of. Think it's going to be a turnkey operation where you're going to go out and win six or seven or eight games next year. It's going to be a process. It's now, very similar to what we're going through as a nation now. Yeah, yeah we're so yeah, encouraged. Absolutely, absolutely. and I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that something can happen because. I can't watch this garbage that they're putting on television now. I'm, I'm watching Fox News. I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching you got to get off that. You got to get off it. I can only do so much writing and yeah. put things down on paper and put it on my laptop and try to figure things out. Yeah. If you want to watch Fox News, just watch the movie Bombshell. That's, uh, it's Boy, not, that's it's, a great it's, flick. It's not as depressing. <laughs> you know what? Here's something that I heard that I think is just ass 09, and that uh, some people even thought about with the NBA. Now, hear me out. They said, let's go to get, get these NBA teams, get them in colleges. Wipe all the colleges down, all the dorms, let the NBA be tested, let them all be there so we can get them out on the courts and let's have some basketball. That way they'll all be secluded. My thought is this. Not one doctor should be taken off of any American uh, citizen that is out there trying to get a job and earn money to pay their mortgage from week to week to watch one NBA basketball game. we got bigger fish to fry. I'm sorry. I know we're a sports station, but then to worry about I NBA about players. That. Huh? I don't know anything about that. that, that there, there, there's, some, there's some talk that they're trying to get uh, uh, the uh, uh, commission to go to put some NBA teams in these colleges where the colleges are empty. So wipe them all down. Why don't they do their own arena? Uh, so they have dorms because of the dorms, so that they could they could stay in dorms and all that, and have place to sleep and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they talked about that and, and have doctors on there to test them. And this no, not one doctor needs to be taken off of uh, of the front lines that we have. And I'm sorry, I I'm going to miss everything just like anybody else, and I don't want to miss football at all. And hopefully we'll get to that point. But there's other things that need to be done uh, before we worry about. Uh, LeBron uh, or, or or whomever, uh, or you know, when, when I see Schwarzenegger in his uh, hot tub with a stogie telling everybody to uh, just stay uh, sit still, well, he's got a nice hot tub he's in. Some people are actually wearing their winter coats right now in their homes to try to stay warm. Yeah, and it's kind of <clears throat> disgusting when they when they talk about stuff like that. Well, let's get them out there. We're going to do this. <clears throat> Put them in those college. It's like. Ridiculous! It's like yes. there's so many things that are so important right yeah. now. Yeah. Until this thing gets stopped, until we get a handle on this, more people are dying every day in this country. More people are getting sick every day in this country. More people are getting exposed to this virus every single day because we're testing more. We're finding out more about it. Yeah. You're talking about taking doctors off the front lines of hospitals where people are dying yeah. to play a game. No, are you that's insane? It. Yes, no. that's that's an insane thought. It should somebody should go. Hey, no, that's a dumb idea. And the other guy should go. What? You know what? You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. Just I was being so. No, it's done. All right, Mark. That's what you do. I can't believe some of these producers and directors out there for some of these networks and college entities, the garbage they're putting on television now, it's simple. You know what? They're putting on, like, XFL games. 
why can't you put on some of the great games of college football history and NFL history over the past 50 years? Uh, well, people would sit down and watch those. Well, put on Super Bowl, say, you know what? We're going to start off with Super Bowl one, and we're going to go all the way up to the last Super yeah. Bowl, and we're going to do this every Sunday until this thing gets fixed. Yeah. And we're going to do this twice a week. Well, once they've done, you know what? If, if, if that wasn't a good idea, they never would have come up with ESPN Classic Channel. Yeah, they, uh, I, they're showing a lot of that, Mark, uh, but it is college basketball right now because of March Madness. They're short. I watched the uh, Leitner shot the other night, the uh, Jim Valvano thing, which uh, if, if, if you've never watched that 30, uh, 30 on him, it's remarkable. Uh, but you're they're running out of stuff. I'm watching a lot of, a lot of gun smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what is yeah? What is Mark May? If you had to binge watch or watch a show, are you watching movies? You're watching TV shows. What are you watching? Well, I'll tell you what, I've been watching Stargate SG-1 late at night with Star, with Star Trek just to keep me busy because i got to do something at night. When I work during the day, I'm watching Fox News, believe it or not, just okay. to keep up because the other, news, the other news networks are just so depressing and so negative, at least it's kind of fair. Yes. I watch NCIS, I've been watching NCIS Los Angeles, New Orleans, I've been watching all the NCIS. <laughs> so I'm pretty well tuned in to what's down there for repeats of rear. All <laughs> right, let's have some fun. We uh, have decided, since there is no brackets, we made up some brackets. And the bracket this week is favorite female fa- singers. And we're down to our final four. Are you ready to vote? Yep. Uh, Whitney Houston or Carrie Underwood? Whitney Houston. When she did the Star Spangled Banner, she did that in, in front of the Super Bowl. Yep. What was it 25 years ago? I, I still tear up today. Uh, it was uh, 2001, wasn't it? Yeah. I think so. Uh, Diana Ross or Aretha? Aretha. I give you a city. And when I, the first thing that pops into your mind when it comes to an athlete from that city, it could be baseball, football, basketball, whatever. You ready? Yep. Pittsburgh. Terry Bradshaw. What do y'all say? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You're bound Jerome that. Bettis. Jerome Bettis. Rome, Rome in the house. All right, here's uh, Terry Bradshaw, four Super Bowls, never lost one. Cleveland. <laughs> Jim Brown. That's what yeah, I said. Yeah, Brown. All right. Uh, New Orleans. Oh, Archie Manning. See, I was said Breeze. Drew Breeze. Uh, Houston. Earl Campbell. I said Elijah Wan. Yeah. Earl Pearl. Uh, and here's one that's near and dear to your heart. Washington. Oh, John Riggins. John Riggins. How about that? Uh, Mark May. That's yeah, 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 Mark May. Like, Mark May, you come can on. actually say you. <laughs> hey, guys, hey, we won the first Super Bowl in Washington's history. John Riggins had the biggest run in Washington Redskins history. It's got to be Riggo. Real, real, real quick, do you have a quick Riggo story you could tell us? Because I hear he was quite the character. Oh, he went in front of the Chief Justice Sandra Day O'Connor and said, Sandy, baby. Loosen up, you're too tight. Oh, that's what he said to the Supreme, Supreme Court Justice? Supreme Court Justice. Oh, wow. Yeah, she remember that? He said, Sandy, baby, loosen up, you're too tight. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. My. Rigo, Rigo, you've had some doozies over the year, but that one kind of takes the cake. Who else did he play for? The Jets? Yeah, he played for the Jets before he played yeah. for... I'll give you another Rigo yeah, the story. Tomahawk when thing, I was dude. like 14, I had a John Riggins jersey because I was from upstate New York and liked the Jets. So I go up to Riggins when I first get drafted with the Reds because I think I told you the story. I said, hey, man, I had your jersey going up as a kid. He turns around and looks at me, Blackers two two away from me, and he goes, hey, rookie, screw you, but he didn't say screw. <laughs> I never got the gist of that until I got older in the NFL. <laughs> Once you get older in the NFL and the rookie said, hey, man, I had your card without yes. going up. Will you sign it for me? It's like, what? Yeah. Get nobody, out of here, <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that, right? 
Mark, it is always good to talk to you, and I'm glad that you're doing better. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, great to talk to you. Hopefully everybody's healthy and happy with your family and safe. And all the people out there in Arkansas, stay safe, stay happy, wash your hands, social distancing, stay at home. We're all going to get through this. We're doing our best, Mark. You're Thanks, good Mark. Too. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. All right. You got it, guys. Take right, care. Appreciate Thanks. it.